Okay. The anointing. Um, let's look at let's look at first Corinthians four. And verse 1. Let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. But with me, the Apostle Paul's saying, and you realize that what the Apostle Paul says in Scripture, eventually God wants us to be able to say that about ourselves. Okay? So Paul says here, But with me it is a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by a human court. In fact, notice what Paul says, I don't even judge myself. Paul said, I don't even judge myself. One translation says, Paul said, I don't judge myself by myself. For I know of nothing against myself, yet... I am not justified by this, but he who judges me is who? The Lord. And you think, okay, what does this have to do with the anointing? It has everything to do with it. it has everything to do with the anointing. Um, Paul is saying, if, if, you, if you read between the lines, Paul is saying this. Most of us are concerned about the judgments of other people in our lives. That's what he's saying. Most of us are concerned what other people think of us. And Paul said, the only way to get liberated and free of being concerned about what people think of you is to allow the Holy Spirit to judge you. He said, I don't even judge myself based on what I think, The Lord judges me, and so then my judgment is in line with what God thinks, not what my mind thinks. Because, see, our mind can talk us out of things. Now, keep that thought and look at um, eeny, meeny, miny, moe. So look at John 16. John chapter 16. And I want to look, I want to start with verse 5. And Jesus is telling his disciples this. But he says, but now I go... Away to him who sent me, and none of you asks me where you're going. But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. Here's here's a situation where in 400 years there hasn't been a miracle until Jesus. He's performing dozens of them, probably more than that, a day. 
And now he's telling him, it's going to be to your advantage that I leave. I don't know about you, but there's something wrong with that picture. Why would it be at my advantage that he leaves when everything that he does is what I want? But he says this. If I do not go away, the helper. Everybody say the helper. The helper, not the doer, but the helper is the key to everything. Say it again, the helper. You and I, if we're born again, we have the helper helping us on the inside if we allow him to. It's the helper that should be judging you. See, judgment begins in the house. And the house is right here. Judgment begins in my heart, but that judgment begins with the Holy Spirit. And some people look at the Holy Spirit as this kind soul that wouldn't ever challenge us about anything. And that's not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is trying to get us out of things, but most of the problems in life have to do not, not all of them, but a lot of them have to do with our perception of what we think other people think about us. Because that's what he just got through saying in 1 Corinthians 4. We're more concerned about what other people think about us than what God thinks. So, if, we are, if we're judging ourselves by ourselves, what, what are you going to do for yourself? It's okay, buddy. It's all right. You know. I know you just cussed that guy out, but it's, it's all right. It's all right, buddy. I know you just about ran that car off the road because you're ticked off at him, but it's all right. It's all right. I, I have a right to this. Everything's okay. See, so we, we give ourselves a break. The Holy Spirit's going to say some other things. Right? And so what we do is we give ourselves a big break, but then we hammer everybody else. And it should be the reverse. You shouldn't have a break. You, sh- you should only have a break as the Holy Spirit gives you a break. He's not mean. He's not hard. He's just here to liberate us. So that we give everybody else a break. That, that's what the Word says. It, and it's what stops what we're initially going to talk about this morning. It's what stops the anointing from flowing. Why? Because we have judgment all confused. Now, what I'm fixing to read right here to me, is a very misunderstood passage of Scripture. And, and literally, it's the most liberating if you'll grab it today. Everybody, everybody say, I receive, I receive. Now, now in Jesus' name. So you're going to receive this, right? So, for if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. So Jesus is explaining to them that the reason he did everything that he did is because he had help. If we want to do what Jesus did, then we got to have help. And we got to let the helper help us. Right? And don't go crying to him, getting him to do it all. Well, if the Lord does it. No, the Lord's already done it. The Lord wants us to know what, what our part is, and then we're to do what he says. And if we do what he says, then what happened in Jesus will happen the same way. Because Jesus said, I only do those things I hear from my Father. only thing that I get from God is what I do. So he only did what he heard through the Holy Spirit from the Father. When we learn that, there's not anything we can't accomplish. But this judgment thing is standing in the way. Now watch what he says here. 
And when he has come, who? The helper. He will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Now watch verse 9. I'm going to read verse 9, 10, and 11. I'm going to read in the Amplified. Verse 9 in the Amplified. About the, the helper is going to convict the world about sin. And so verse 9 says, about sin, because they do not believe in me, they don't trust in me and rely on me and adhere to me. So the Holy Spirit, the helper is here where sin is concerned. What is sin? It's just disobeying God. Why do you disobey God? Because you don't trust him. So the Holy Spirit is here to help us to do what? Trust. That's already set in place. If you will allow the Holy Spirit to have room in your life, the Holy Spirit will convict your life concerning sin. And what that means is he will convict you about areas in your life to liberate you so that you can trust him. Verse 10, the helper is convicting the world about righteousness uprightness of heart and right standing with God because I go to my father and you will see me no longer. What is, he, what, is the, what is the helper doing? The helper is revealing to me I don't have to be right in myself. See, the reason we're bothered by what other people think about us because somebody may some, say something to you if you don't say something right, you don't do something right, you don't, you don't play the right part, you don't look the right part, you're not of the same, the right, I don't know, you know, you're, you're not of the right race or whatever. I mean, the, the people have all kinds of judgments. So we get moved by specific things and we let... What our head tells us that people are doing affect us so much that then we try to be right and do what's right, but what you think is right is not what's right. The helper will teach you about what's right. And the helper is going to show you, you know what? That issue that they seem to be having with you, that's their problem. That's not your problem. No. You're letting it affect you. And the fact that you're letting... What other people think about you affect you is keeping you from the anointing because the Holy Spirit can't break through. You say, well, I thought the Holy Spirit could do anything. He can do anything, but he, I, I won't say he can't. He can, but he won't break through because what he's after is you learning how to hear him and then do what he says. It's not, he's not, he's not the doer, the Holy Spirit, he's the helper. Because see, if he was the doer, then he would enable you to get away with all kinds of things. But he's here to help you. Oh, God, help me raise my children. Now, he'll help you, but he won't raise your children for you. He gave them to you to raise. But he wants you to get the understanding you need from him in how to do it. Or whatever the situation is. Financially, physically, I don't care what. He's got the answers to everything. And listen... If it was easy to tap the wisdom that comes from God through the Holy Spirit, if that was easy, everybody would be doing it, and there'd be 900 multi-level marketing things about how to hear the help of the Holy Spirit. It's not easy. But I'm telling you, it's rewarding because he says so. 
Now, the last thing that he said that the helper, the Holy Spirit, would come to convict the world about was judgment. Now, in how many years have I been saved? 38, 9, somewhere in there. Long time. I've been I was saved when I was two, so 38. I'm 40. Yeah. 40 next year, that's right. <clears throat> um, so I've been saved for a long time, and through the years I've heard so many messages on this verse of scripture right here that to me, Really, and I'm not being critical of anybody, but they're, they're just, it's just not there. People have used this verse of Scripture to talk about because of the sins of the United States of America, God's bringing the hammer down on this country. What hammer? Yeah, what size hammer? Ball pin hammer or a big sledgehammer? You know, no, there's no hammer to bring down. Listen to me. He's already judged America. He's already judged every European country. He's already judged all the Asian countries. He's already judged Australia. He's already judged the penguins in Antarctica. He's already judged everything. Everything is already judged. And this verse, in verse 11 it says, And judgment because the ruler evil genius prince of this world satan is judged and condemned and sentenced already is passed upon him the judgment is this the devil's defeated and if we'll allow the holy spirit to reveal that to us then you know what we won't sin we won't try to be right and we'll judge ourselves by the holy ghost and if you're busy and actively doing that, then the judgment that people say is coming, that judgment is already here. What I don't want to do is I don't want to find, if, if Fabian's the judgment, I don't want to find myself bumping up against the judgment because I'm not listening to the Holy Ghost. Not understanding. So, so then, see, I'll judge, I'll judge some other country. I'll judge the the, I'll judge the Chinese saying that they're trying to take over America and then I'll be against the Chinese or I'll be against the Japanese or I'll be against you know the Middle Eastern countries I'll be against all these different groups of people when God didn't tell us to be against people God told us to be for people but if you don't learn to work that out by the Holy Ghost and you're letting other people's opinions affect the way you make choices and decisions, you will never w walk and live and operate in the anointing. Now look at Isaiah 60. And today, this is all I have to say. Isaiah 60 in verse 1. And this is really powerful based on, on everything that I just got through saying. Isaiah 60 and verse 1. Everybody say the anointing. <clears throat> Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, now notice, this is Old Testament, this is Isaiah prophesying of the coming king. The light is Jesus. The light is what would manifest 
from Mary's womb that lived a life that was crucified, that went to hell, that rose again on the third day, that ascended upon high, sat down at the right hand of the Father and said, it's finished. That's this light. And Isaiah, before years before, hundreds of years before this even happened, he's prophesying this. And this is what he said. Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. Kind of looks like that today, right? In some ways. Depends on how, how you view it. Darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord. Darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord. Yeah, but you don't know what those people are. But the Lord. Yeah, but you, yeah, but the judgment. No, the judgment's already laid. But the Lord. And, and, and in what we're talking about this morning, who is the Lord? The helper. See, I'm, I'm born again of the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God on the earth is the representation of Jesus that did the finished work sitting at the right hand of the Father. So I'm represented inside of me at the right hand of the Father through the person of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Who he's talking about right now is the helper. The one to help us. Yeah, but, but you know, if we don't do this and, and if we don't get the right person in office, but the Lord. Yeah, but, but if, if so-and-so becomes, I mean, I, I, I'm moving to, to another country. But what, a, but what about the Lord? But what about the anointing? Listen to me. No matter how dark that it gets, and no matter how much darkness is on the people, the Lord that is in you and me is the difference. Listen, if it gets darker, all that's going to happen is that we're going to have more of an opportunity to shine. <laughs> I mean, and that's the absolute truth. Listen, well, Pastor, you, you sound like you're in denial of what's really going on. Listen to me. <clears throat> I've come a long way in 39 years hmm, where there was a season, and you can talk to my wife, she didn't believe in much of it, but I did. I thought I did. That where I kind of drug her and I for a few years through thinking that everybody on the planet was against us, and if we didn't do something about it, you know, this whole nation was going to crumble. And if, I did, if we didn't stand up and have a voice, I'm all about having a voice. But your voice better be tied to the Holy Ghost or it's going to be trouble for your life. Yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not willing to be persecuted for anything other than righteousness. I will not be persecuted hammering people. I don't care what they believe. I don't care what they've done. Listen. All the people that have been killed as a result of, of uh, what am I trying to say? Terrorist bombers that tie bombs to their bodies and blow people up. Listen, that's happened for years. Okay? And just because it's in the forefront today, it doesn't change the anointing. Listen, if we stop judging those people and start 
whatever the Holy Spirit tells us to do to pray for those people and for those nations, what could happen? The effectual fervent prayer of righteous people accomplishes much. Not judges and complainers or people that are focused on how bad someone is. Listen, I, I'm all for protecting, okay? Somebody, if I'm standing on a street corner and my wife's there and somebody comes and tries to beat my wife up, you know, they hadn't met ugly yet. You know? Now, I don't know what could happen in that situation, but I don't have to, I don't have to um, have a gun in my boot and in my bottom of my shoe and in the side of here and then another holster and then another gun here and another one over here and another one behind my neck so that nobody's going get, to get me. Huh? If somebody comes and stands this close to you and you don't know they have a bomb and they blow you up, your guns are nothing. But the anointing. But the anointing. And I'm not for anybody. I'm not against anybody. I, I, I'm not taking stands for things that the Holy Spirit will not allow me to take a stand for. I'm an activist as much as anybody else is, so don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm just telling you today, if we judge people and we allow our judgments to cloud the way we view other people... It will shut the anointing down. And what's to arise, notice the next verse here. He said, but the Lord will rise over you and his glory will be seen upon who? You. Who? Me. Who? You. You and I. And the Gentiles shall come to your light. Who's that? Anybody. Anybody that's not saved. Where will they come to? To your public interest group? To your light. When you and I realize that God has already judged the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment, and He's given us the helper to understand those three things, when we begin to understand that, then we learn how to mobilize and do what God wants so that the people that are doing ugly things will come to the light. And then what will happen? The ugly things will stop. If the whole world will get this, if we will get a hold and a glimpse of this thing and learn how to love people that are unlovely, then we fulfill the commission and the calling of God in the earth, what he put us here to accomplish. And, and I, I'm saying today, there is an underestimating of the anointing of God, there's a lack of factoring the anointing in to any and every situation that we deal with and face that causes us to make rash and unrealistic decisions in life that not only affect us, but our families and many people around us. I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, the hope of the United States of America is not the next presidential candidate. And you, you need to work that out in your heart. How many in here know that at Gates of the City, we're all about voting? Right? We're all about voting and voting your conviction. And how, how, I mean, to the point that some people say, man, you guys talk about that all the time. That's right. Because the Bible instructs us to do that and to be involved in it. Okay? But at the end of the day, after I vote, my trust is in God. I'm telling you today. 
The, the, the people, I'll mention all four names because it's these four that are in the running. Ted Cruz, Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, and what's the other guy? Bernie Sanders. Those four people, one of them are going to be the next president of the United States, but they are not the hope of the United States of America. The hope of the United States of America is that you and I will get a clear eye on judgment and realize what God has already done and allow the helper to help us in that way so that the light of Jesus shines on us and that the Gentiles will come to our light. The unsaved and the nut jobs out there will come because they are. When you're full of the devil, when you're full of the devil, when you blow people up, you're full of the devil. You're a a nut job. I mean, I don't know any other way to define that. But God created the nut jobs, and he wants the nut jobs to come to the light. And the light is Jesus, but we don't know Jesus after the flesh anymore. Now we know Jesus by you and I, but you won't see Jesus in you and I if it's not the light. And when we're falsely judging things and incorrectly allowing judgments from other people to affect the way we see things, there will be no light. So what does that mean? Then Gentiles won't come, and we'll still keep trying to figure this thing out on our own. When all along we have the helper with all the answers to help us. The main deal is this. If he would just do it all for us, we'd be in. <laughs> Let me sign. <laughs> Give me a pen. I'll sign on the dotted line. He's going to do it all. No. I play a part. You play a part. We have our part. We have to let him help us. Notice the rest of that. Lift up your eyes all around. No, no, no. Gentiles shall come to your light, and who else? Oh my gosh, all these ungodly kings and rulers shall come to the brightness of your rising. Notice, it's not just the light that's on you, but the brighter that you get, kings and rulers will come to you because they'll like what you have. Because of why? Because how, how will people know what you have when you not just talk the talk, but you walk the walk? Amen? When you walk the walk. Lift up your eyes around, all around, and see. They all are gathering together. They come to you. Your sons will come from afar. Your daughters shall be nursed at your side. Verse 5. Then you will see and become radiant. And your heart shall swell with joy. Why? Because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. And what? And the wealth of the Gentiles shall come to you. There's an end time, there's an end time wealth transfer in the earth that again is an exchange. See, if you think, if, if, uh, if Bill Gates one of the wealthiest on the planet, if Bill Gates is not a believer, I don't know if he is or not, if he's not a believer, if Bill Gates is not a believer, and you're going to try to rub shoulders with Bill Gates so that you can get him saved so he'll give you his money. I mean, I, I mean I've, had people, I've had people think that that's what that meant. No. It's an exchange. 
servanthood is an, there's an exchange involved. Tithing, there's, a, there's an exchange that's involved. Where, where sin is concerned, where righteousness, where judgment is concerned, we just read, that's already taken, there's an exchange that happens. The opposite happens when you do what you're supposed to do. You see? So he said, the end of this, he said that the wealth of the nations will come. Why? Because their hearts are turned to the light. Notice, that light isn't my light. That light is his light on me. What's wealth for? To advance the kingdom. That's what wealth initially is for. It's to advance the kingdom of God. And when you get that revelation and the anointing is on you, you can't help people. You, you, you become a king magnet. You become a wealthy Gentile magnet. People are just, they're just drawn. But they're drawn to the brightness of the continual rising, the continual revelation that keeps coming to you and fills your mind and your heart. And you get brighter and brighter and brighter instead of getting dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. Things getting worse and worse and worse. We don't want to be a part of worse. We want to be a part of better and better and better. And the more we do that, opportunities just come our way. It's just a result. There's a huge difference in, in, in all of the things that I was talking about today. There's a huge difference in you, you manipulating something to happen versus the result happening. Because the word is true. And, and I'm just going to read this verse again. This is what happens to the brightness of God's rising upon his people. Then you shall see and, be, and become radiant. Your heart shall swell with joy. Why? Because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you and the wealth of the Gentiles shall come to you. G- give, me, give me a few names. Give me a few names. <clears throat> Who's somebody that's a star, an athlete, movie star, a singer, somebody that you like? Tony Parker. Somebody else. Paul McCartney. Who I like Paul McCartney too. Somebody else. George Strait. Who else? Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man. Somebody else. Give me a name. Scarlett Johansson. Somebody else. Tony Robbins. The finance guru. Who? J-Lo. And and by the way, there is life after American Idol. (laughs) Just letting you know that. There is life after American Idol. Um, Somebody else? Another name? Oh, come on. There's some names. Give me a name. Celine Dion. Who? Oprah. Oprah's amazing. Swayze. Swayze. Somebody else? Keith Urban. Somebody else? Who? Ellen DeGeneres. That is a funny lady. I'm telling you, that lady is funny. Oh, Pastor, but no, no, no. She's a funny lady. Funny lady. Now, let me ask you this. Then you, you shall see and become radiant, and your heart shall swell with joy. 
Because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you and the wealth of the Gentiles shall come to you. Your heart shall swell with joy. You think your heart would swell? Every, every one of the people that we just talked about are multi, multi, either millionaires or billionaires. As passionate, and some of them are probably saved. I don't know if they're saved or not. I'm just saying, let's just say none of the people that were just mentioned are saved. If one of them came to the brightness of your rising and they really got born again and genuinely changed in their lives, would it just be about the fact that you were friends with a star or would your heart swell because of the joy of them knowing God? See, when you know God, it's not about what someone else can do for you. See, it's not, it's not about what their finances or what their influence or what, whatever that they can do for you. It's what God can do for them. And what their platform then could do and accomplish for the kingdom as they allow the, their creativity to, to allow the kingdom to flow through what they do. See, and you, you, you know, they may come to the kingdom and you may not agree with how it flows through them. Just shut up, quit judging them. Don't judge what someone else does. You hear somebody got saved, yeah, but they're still doing that. Forget that. Rejoice over the fact that you heard they got born again. Huh? I mean, there, there's some people today that are born again as a result of the word being sown in their lives that you wouldn't think they're born again, but they're born again. And I, and I, know, I know by fact that they're born again. Some of the major stars that are out there today, they are born again because people love them enough to see their life change. And it wasn't what they could get out of it. It was them investing into that because of the light of God rising in their life. People won't come to something that's not real. And the only thing that makes you and I real is the anointing. Barna. Nothing else. So I told you that was the last verse, but I just got to read this. And then I'm done. In Luke 6, and I'm not going to read this. I wasn't going to read this at all, and then I decided, no, I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just going to read this. <clears throat> verse 35 of Luke 6. Love your enemies, do good, and lend hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you'll be sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the unthankful and the evil. Therefore, be merciful as your Father is also merciful. Judge not, and you won't be judged. Condemn not, and you'll not be condemned. Forgive, and you'll be forgiven. Give, and it shall be given unto you. It's a way of life. There's, a, there's an exchange involved in every one of those things. But where does it start? Loving your enemies. Loving people and not judging people that you think are wrong. Because, listen, even though, even though perception through your eyes is reality to you, it's not reality to others. And we can perceive something about someone else, but you don't know what God's doing in their heart. And the more we let God be a part of that and we quit judging people and, and learn to get, a, get some thick skin and a toughness about ourselves to not be moved by other people judging us and forgive them, even as they're doing it, forgive them. I've spent most of my ministry life having to forgive people that thought certain things about me. I've made mistakes with people and I've had to repent. 
But many, many people in ministry life, I've had to forgive them for things that they thought about me that were, really weren't true. And they even said things about me that really weren't true. They weren't really, really true. And, and, and if you hold on to that stuff and you talk about it and you talk it up and you, you rehearse it and you go to somebody else and try to get them on your side, you're creating a judgment that is shutting the anointing down. So there's no rising, there's no light arising, there's no brightness arising in your life because you're focused on what other people did or what other people said, and that's trying to contaminate you. Listen, if that was easy not to be moved by those kind of things, everybody would do it. It's not easy, but you and I can do it. Why? Because we have a helper. My gosh, where would I be without the helper? Where would I be without knowing who the helper is and knowing and being convinced that he really does help. He does. He does his job. He doesn't do it for me. Sometimes I may go to him and cry about why something didn't go. <laughs> but, uh, it's all right, it's all right, you'll make it. Yeah. But you haven't done what I told you. Yeah, but I don't want to do that. Yeah, but if you do that, then this will work. And sometimes it takes a while to get there. But once you get there, and you do it, it'll always work. Because he never will lead you astray. Ever, ever, ever. Can you say amen today?